Thanks for listening to the Wellspring Church Podcast. Mm. Let's pray together. Father, we, we love you. Whew. We're here today because of you, and we are overwhelmed by your goodness, by your grace, by your gifts, by your love. So, Father, as we gather for these few moments, um, may we truly encounter you. Oh. And may we never be the same because we have been in your presence. Um, we love you. Your son's name we pray. Amen. 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 Well, hey, thanks for being here this morning. Man, looks like you guys gained an extra hour of sleep. So you were like, we're up. Let's go to 930, baby. I like it. I like it. If you're a guest, my name is Trey Kelly. I'm the lead pastor here. And uh, we're beginning a brand new series today, uh, calling it The Art of Gratitude. Uh, many of you in November is about gratitude. We've got this event at the end of the year. Our country's really cool. They set aside a whole day to be grateful. It's called Thanksgiving. Uh, it's occurred to me that uh, I don't usually make the most of that day. I'm sure, it's just me. But I am usually more concerned with the cooking or the eating of what I cooked or, or is everybody okay or maybe navigating the drama of the day. I'm sure you don't have it in your family. I'm sure your family's perfectly fine and normal. But I've heard of families that occasionally have drama at Thanksgiving. You should look into it. It's fascinating. Um, and so, uh, really, kind of, kind of the heart of this is, is honestly, here's my prayer. My prayer for all of us at Caldwell Spring Hall. My prayer is that this Thanksgiving um, will be the most gratitude-filled Thanksgiving we've ever had. Um, that that day we've set aside, um, that we'll truly be able to experience um, gratitude. And the reason we're calling the series The Art of Gratitude, you know this, is because gratitude has to be cultivated. Some of us are more naturally gifted at gratitude than others, um, but it's not just a switch we turn on. There's an art to it. We have to work at it. It's why when you were growing up, your parent or your, your grandparent or whoever your guardian was, was constantly reminding you to say thank you. I am constantly reminding my children to say thank you. Anytime they tell us about anything good that happened in their life, me and my wife, first question, did you say thank you? You know this. When you were growing up, what was one of the primary things your parents said over and over and over and over again? Say thank you. They had to teach you to say thank you when someone gave you a gift when you got a meal. Maybe when you graduated high school or college, you sent out invitations and people sent you gifts. And what did you have to do? You had to write thank you notes. Even someone had to probably remind you and tell you to do that. And that's because we all understand this. We don't put it this way, but we all understand there's kind of two inherent truths that I get and you get and we all get about gratitude. And I really want to kind of focus in on those two uh, for the next few weeks because until we understand the struggle we're not able to actually begin to cultivate gratitude in our lives. So here's, here's the first thing I think I know and you know. Gratitude isn't natural. It's not. It's why we have to be reminded. It's why we had to teach 
our kids. That's why we had to be taught. Gratitude isn't natural. But here's something else that I think we all inherently understand, but sometimes we miss. Gratitude is incredibly beneficial. And I know what you're thinking, especially when someone is grateful for you, right? Like, is there really a better feeling in the world than when someone just comes to you and you're like, hey, I just wanted you to know, I really appreciate that. I'm really grateful for that. Thank you for that. Like your little soul just goes, I am seen and heard and I matter. Yay. Oh, is that just me? Okay, never mind. (laughs) Working on my issues out loud. All right. Good to know. All right. Everybody's like, no, bro, we are great. It's all you. You're the only one. I'm like, all right. It's going to be that kind of morning. I get it. Okay, I'm alone. We'll, we'll get through this. But no, we, we understand. We, we like it when we receive gratitude. But there's actually inherent benefits to being grateful. And I don't just mean saying grateful things. I mean actually feeling grateful. If you've been around our church, um, you know what I'm about to say. I've, I've shared this before. A couple years ago, I was doing research uh, for a series, and I stumbled upon this guy in a book. Uh, his name is uh, Alex Korb. He's a UCLA neuroscientist. And uh, in his book, the, the Upward Spiral, he, he talks about gratitude because he and his researchers um, used some human subjects, and, and they did some testing uh, about gratitude. And what they did is they literally had people just sit in a lab and just write down all the things they were grateful for. That was the only thing. And they, and they, could, they, could, um, they attached some sort of like, sorry, I'm not a scientist, but doodads that, <laughs> do we think that's the scientific term? Doodads? Okay. Um, so doodads that could measure what was going on in the brain. And here's what they discovered. One powerful effect of gratitude is that it can boost serotonin. Now, if you don't know uh, what serotonin is, it's a chemical the brain uh, releases that can can reduce anxiety, can increase our feeling of happiness. Um, If any of you are familiar with the drug Prozac or drugs like it, uh, it is a, (laughs) yeah, we gotta laugh. It is a, uh, like, oh, we know Prozac. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me something I don't know, Pastor. Um, So what (laughs) Prozac, What Prozac and drugs like, what they do is, is, is they boost serotonin. And, and, and so what he discovered is the simple act of gratitude, of choosing to be grateful, has that effect on our brain. Here, here's, what he, here's what he said. He said, trying to think of things you're grateful for forces you to focus on the positive aspects of your life. And this simple act increases serotonin production in the anterior cingulate cortex. There, I read that. That, that counteracts the doodad comment uh, we used. And look, 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 look. If you've ever actually um, spent some time thinking about things you're grateful for, I know some people have, maybe you have uh, morning prayers you go through, you have books you read. Uh, you, you've experienced the benefits of gratitude. You know that it not only, you know, releases that chemical, that's just how God designed our bodies. Um, you know that it, it creates an intimacy with, with your heavenly father, um, especially if you, if you consider yourself a Christian. Um, it creates an intimacy with the people that you're grateful for. Um, it, it helps you focus and see clearly uh, what's going on around you. And, and so if you've ever experienced it, 
know what I'm talking about. Even as we were just singing a moment ago, you know, as we were singing that song, singing hallelujah, uh, you know, maybe even in that moment, you, you had a picture, a, you found yourself grateful to, to, to God and grateful for Jesus, and, and that moment was just kind of overwhelming to you. I think we've all experienced those moments of, of, of gratitude. But here's the question that I've been wrestling with, and it's the question I want us all to wrestle with over the next few weeks, okay? And it's this. If gratitude is so beneficial, why isn't it natural? If we can all say, oh yeah, man, when, when I choose to be grateful, when I, when I think about things that are blessings in my life, I, I feel better, life is better. I've experienced this, you've experienced it, we've all experienced this. So if that's the case, why doesn't it come more naturally? Why, why is it difficult? Why is it a task? Why is it a choice? Why do we have to work so hard to cultivate something that we know is beneficial? And the answer is something, if you were here <coughs> two months ago, we did a series called Under Pressure. Um, and I answered this question much, in much more detail then. And so if you weren't here and after I talk about this a little bit today, you want to go back and you can watch week one of that. It's on our app. You can, you can catch up. But, but the reality is the reason it's so difficult for us to naturally do these things that are so beneficial to us is because I and you and all of us, we were born into a broken world. Um, our bodies when we were created, we're designed by God to live in perfect communion with him. Um, if you've ever read the story, that, that's what existed in the Garden of Eden with, with Adam and Eve. And then they unfortunately chose to rebel. They chose to sin. And sin entered the world. And that sin is dangerous to us. In fact, it, it's why God doesn't want us to sin. Because sin is so destructive. And so I was born and you were born and we were all born into a world that we're not really equipped for. It's why our Heavenly Father sent Jesus to pay the price so that we could forgive, be forgiven for the sins we, were gonna, we, we commit. It's why Jesus came back to life to give us hope of a new life that we can have when we, when we follow him. And it's why he wants to be our shepherd and guide us through life to help us avoid landmines of, of bad decisions and, and, and landmines of guilt, shame, and regret. But if you're like me, and I know you are, we, we haven't avoided all of them. We have guilt. We have shame. We have regret. And you may not know this. It's not fun to talk about, but, but, but we also have an enemy. His name's Satan, the devil, and, and, and he's a fallen angel, and he hates our guts. And, and, and his whole job is to kind of destroy our life and get us off track. And all that to say, the reason I struggle and you struggle and we all struggle with gratitude when it would be this natural thing and it's so beneficial to us is because we have an enemy actively trying to keep us from gratitude. And the number one way he does that is by encouraging us to look at life Ooh, this is hard to be on stage and do this. <laughs> Some of you think I get too close to the edge anyway. With this, I will fall off. <laughs> he tries to convince us that this 
is what life actually looks like. And he constantly takes our focus to what's bad and what's wrong. And he takes our focus to what we don't have. He takes our focus to our worst, darkest moments. He takes our focus to our guilt and to our shame and to our regret. Now, look, don't, don't raise your hands, but I want you to just take a deep breath and just ask yourself quickly, hey, maybe that's how I look at life. And there's no judgment here. We've been tricked. But I think if we're honest, we all go through moments, we all go through seasons, and maybe you're in one right now where this is how you see life. All you can see is that one problem. All you can see is that one coworker. All you can see is that one mistake that you don't know how you're going to solve. And I say that to say when this is how we are looking at life, it is virtually impossible for us to feel grateful. And in fact, for me to tell you, be grateful, would be for me to tell you to ignore your current reality. And unfortunately, some guys in my position have taught that. And I apologize on their behalf. That doesn't work. Do you know that? I hope you know that. You cannot just ignore what's happening in your life. You cannot ignore the feelings you're feeling in your life. You do not have to act on those feelings. But you do not have to ignore them. Your heavenly father doesn't want you to ignore them. Your heavenly father created you with emotions on purpose. And we did a whole series on this too. But here's what I'm saying. If this is how you go through life, I'm not judging you. I'm not condemning you. I'm saying if this is how you go through life, it makes perfect sense to me that gratitude feels impossible. And it makes perfect sense to your heavenly father that gratitude feels impossible. And what your heavenly father would say is, hey, 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 I know that is your reality. And I'm with you in that reality. But if you would just let me I'll help you to drop the focus. And I can help you see there's a bigger story at play. Yes, you made a mistake. Yes, you sinned. Yes, you have regret. The story's not over yet. And if you don't believe me, I raised my son from the dead to prove that I have the power to work miracles in your life. It's not about ignoring what you focus on. It's about stepping back and understanding there's more going on 
than just this one thing, just this one moment, just this one aspect that's not right right now. I am convinced this is the reason we don't experience more gratitude in our lives. And it would be spiritual malpractice for me to tell you, be grateful and not address this issue. So today, all we're going to address is this issue. Next week, we'll talk about how to express the gratitude that I believe will naturally begin to flow out of you, to flow out of me when we admit this is how we're looking at life and we invite our Heavenly Father to help us see more. See, here's my argument. Here's what I think is going to happen. Our gratitude increases as our awareness expands. So rather than cultivating gratitude today, my only hope is that you'll give your Heavenly Father permission to simply increase your awareness. To increase your awareness, specifically, of His gifts in your life. It's why our enemy is constantly trying to get us to look at life like this and only focus on the negative. Because when we're going this way, we miss all the good that our Heavenly Father has placed in our lives. So how do we expand our awareness? How do we do that? Well, it begins with a choice. It begins with us consciously deciding, you know what? Yes, I can admit that sometimes, most of the time, all the time, seasons, I, I feel this way. I get pulled in. And everything I'm looking at is real. But you're right. It might not be the whole story. There's probably more going on in my life than I realize. And if you can make that choice, then you can invite your father in. You can turn to his word. And you can read about all the gifts he's given you. And I understand not everybody's familiar with the Bible. And so what I want to do is I want to take you to one passage real quick. This passage comes to us from Jesus' little brother, a guy named James. He was a leader of the first church in Jerusalem. And he wrote a letter to Christians to really encourage them in a tough season um, and to help them know how to follow his big brother. And in James chapter 1, near the end, he, he, he addresses this issue. And, and he begins to increase our awareness by painting a picture of the whole story that I may not be aware of and you not, may not be aware of, but we, we can trust it because, because we know God's word is true. And, and, and James tells us this. And my challenge, my hope, my prayer is that as you understand this truth, you will find it easier to increase your awareness of simply the good gifts in your life. Here's what James says. He says, whatever is good and perfect. I love this because he makes this so broad. Anything, everything, all things that are good and perfect in our lives. Now, let me be clear. Good and perfect are not two different categories. Good and perfect are the same category. What that means is 
Anything in your life that you consider a blessing, anything in your life that brings you joy, anything in your life that makes you smile, anything in your life, caveat, that is not sinful, good and perfect, good and holy. Take a breath. Breathe out. That's good and perfect. You breathed. I don't think any of you designed your lungs. I don't think you had to wake up this morning and say, come on, lungs, work for me. That's just a thing we all have. We live at the beach. When we get to go to the beach and we just feel that <sighs> of the rushing waves, that is a good and perfect thing that we have in our lives. A relationship, the laughter of a child, anything and everything. This is inclusive of all things in my life, in your life, in our lives that we would consider good, joyful, that would also be perfect. In other words, not sinful. I know some of you think that's very limiting, but it's not. There's way more perfect things than there are sinful things. Whatever is good, whatever is perfect in my life, in your life, in our lives, watch what James says, is a gift coming down to us from God our Father. Just think about that for a minute. Just, just, just think about it for a second. If I had that awareness and you had that awareness and we went through our lives, every good and perfect thing, every time we caught three green lights in a row, Every time we were behind the out-of-state license plate and they didn't slam on brakes in the middle of the bypass. Every time. What if we were aware that was a gift from my dad? Every time we see a son, everything in our lives, those little moments, the big moments, every single one of them, if it's a good and perfect and it's in our lives, it is a gift. A gift that our Heavenly Father gave to us. Don't even, don't even move yet, but just think about if your awareness was expanded to truly understand every good and perfect thing in your life is a gift your Heavenly Father intended for you. Do we not think that if we had that awareness, gratitude would flow? How could it not? Every good and perfect thing is a gift. I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. Not for me. He may do that for other people, but I, I've been too bad. I've messed up. You don't know what I did last night. Uh, you don't know what I did last week. God doesn't bless me that way. Maybe other people, but, but not me. And look, I understand that you feel that way. It breaks my heart that you feel that way. But I want to kindly, lovingly show you what the verse says. It doesn't make any qualifications. It says, whatever. You know what that means? Whatever is good and perfect is a gift from our Heavenly Father to you because He loves you. He loves you. If you've given your life to his son, he loves you. If you haven't given your life to his son, 
He loves you if you follow him. He loves you if you haven't followed him. How do I know? Because this is what James says. Because this is the God who created all the lights in the heavens. And he never changes or casts a shifting shadow. He's loved you since creation. He doesn't change. We don't have to perform a certain way to receive his love. And I love this verse because it's like James knew. In 2,000 years, there's going to be a church at the beach, and they're going to get this picture. Because he says God is not a shifting shadow. If you spent more than an hour on the beach, you understand what a shifting shadow is. Because some of you are like me and your umbrella people. And some of you are like my wife and your son people. And you know that if you go to the beach at 10 or 11 a.m., you can set up one way. But by 2 o'clock, you got to move. By 4 o'clock, you got to move again. You got to chase me. You got to chase that shade. Got to chase that shade. And if you're my wife, when you get out there, you can set up facing the ocean. But if you want to chase that sun by the end of the day, you're facing away from the water. (laughs) See, it can be easy to believe that's how we have to live with our Heavenly Father. That he's this moving target that we're always chasing. Well, I better perform the right way. I better do the right thing. I better be right so that I can receive the gifts. That's not what James is saying. Now, please hear me. There are blessings that come from obedience, of course. But that's not what he's talking about here. He's talking about every good and perfect thing in your life is a gift from your heavenly father. The sunset is a gift from your heavenly father to you, whether you believe in him or not. It's not like people who don't believe in God that God's like, nope, you can't look at the sunset. Nope, not for you. Every good, every perfect thing is a gift from our Heavenly Father who has loved us from the beginning of time and never changes. So I'll just ask you the question. What do you think would happen the next time you realized that you were walking through life like this? Because you will, and I will, and we all will. What would happen if in that moment you were like, you know what, I'm, I feel like my awareness is drifting. Because this is true, but this isn't the whole story. Every good, every perfect thing in my life is a gift from my Heavenly Father. So I'm going to choose to think about those things. It's a simple choice. And please hear me. It's not a choice to feel grateful. You can't choose to feel grateful. That's a feeling. You can choose to increase your awareness and focus on the gifts in your life and trust that as your awareness increases, your gratitude will as well. But the only way we get there, only way we get there and then we're done, is when we remember, hey, gratitude, it isn't natural. So all we have to teach it. But it is incredibly beneficial. So what do we do? We embrace this idea. Our gratitude increases as our awareness expands. 
We can control our awareness. And so here's the prayer. I want to challenge you to begin praying this week. In fact, I want you to pray it every day this week. If you want to. If you want to choose to cultivate gratitude. If you see the benefits. All right? Here's the prayer I want you to pray. Jesus, please increase my awareness of your blessings in my life. That's it. That's it. I'm not saying make me grateful. I'm not saying make me more grateful. We're starting at the root. Increase my awareness. Help me to stop focusing on the negative and just simply increase my awareness. The negative is real. It is there. Father, I trust that you're going to help me deal with that. I'm not ignoring the negative. But just help me see the whole picture. Increase my awareness of who you are and what you're doing and the good gifts in my life. And I want to end a little differently today because this is really a personal thing. This is a private thing. This is something you and your Heavenly Father can work on together. And so what I want to do as we wrap up today is I kind of want to guide you through a time to give you a moment to reflect and to give you a moment to pray and to sort of kind of begin the idea of where we're going, right? To sort of just build this concept in you. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to play some music over you, and I'm going to guide you through a time where you can invite the Holy Spirit in, and you can ask him to begin this journey of increasing your awareness, to open our eyes to all the gifts he's provided, trusting that as our awareness increases, our gratitude will as well. So why don't you go ahead with me, bow your heads, close your eyes, and let's pray together. And as you sit there, I want you to just take a deep breath. I want you to get comfortable in your chair. I want you to just, just settle into this moment we're pausing before God and we're humbly asking him for help and God we are we're in all of you God we know your word says that where two or more are gathered you're in our midst and so I ask you may we feel your presence right now and God we just read that every good and perfect gift is from you, but we admit we don't always see it. So Father, we specifically ask you right now, increase our awareness of your blessings. Father, we ask you to begin right now, bring specific gifts to our minds and to our hearts. Father, we know the very first gift is you, the gift of your son. But Father, expand our awareness. Point out your gifts in our personal lives, in our homes, in our families, in our neighborhoods, in our workplaces, Father. Show us your good and perfect gifts.
Father, we ask that this just be the beginning. We ask you to increase our awareness this week. Father, open our eyes and may everywhere we look, may we see your good and perfect gifts. Father, we, we do. We, we thank you for how you love us. We thank you that you bless us. We thank you that you pour out gifts. We thank you that your love is never changing. God, we invite you into a relationship this week, a journey of awareness. May our eyes be opened. May we see your gifts everywhere. May we never be the same because of it. We love you and we thank you. It's in your son's name we pray.